You're listening to the Village Church Podcast Show. Hey, today we are talking with Dave Morgan. He is our church planting apprentice on staff here at the church. And uh, one of the things that we do uh, on this podcast and want to do more and more of is get into specific people's stories, uh, their lives, uh, where they've been, uh, what Jesus has done in their life, where they're going. And, uh, and so today we're talking with Dave, and, uh, and Dave is uh, our church planting apprentice. He's going to plant a church at some point in Wally, uh, which you'll see why, because it connects into his story. But Dave, welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited to talk Thanks, to you. I'm, I'm excited. There's so many people out there um, who don't live the kind of whitewash life. Yeah. Um, they have troubles. They have struggles. They have things. Some, some of them secret. Some of them, they wear them. Um, you've been through a lot of stuff in your life, so let's rewind and go all the way back to where you would like to start sure. and tell us, uh, tell us the Dave Morgan story and what God has done mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. So man, uh, you know, start right back when I was a kid, like grew up with some real big dad wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that kind of set me on this cataclysmic course of self-destruction, right? I was right. diagnosed. What were the dad at, wounds? Well, diagnosed at a young age uh, with a learning disability. And yeah. my dad was an overachiever, okay. business guy, yeah. successful business Where guy. Where were you guys living? We were in Alberta at the time. And, um, you know, he was an overachiever. And in my eyes, when I got diagnosed with, you know, learning disability, mm-hmm. dyslexia, mm-hmm. a cognitive processing disorder, like it was like bad news for him, right? right. And uh, and so I just kind of uh, succumbed to this ideology that I wasn't good enough, and uh, it kind of sent sent me on a crazy journey in school where I ended up quitting school in grade nine, got heavily involved in drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, got married at a young age. How old? Uh, in my uh, early twenties. And became so was a, any of your family Christian at this point? No. no. Okay. No. And, uh, you know, had had my son uh, at a young, relatively young age, mm-hmm. uh, and we had struggles in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up splitting up. Yep. And I, you know, I went deep into my addiction, you know, went through drug and alcohol, like a deep valley of drug and alcohol addiction, went into gang affiliation started selling drugs and guns that, that was here now or you you were still in Alberta that was here okay in the yeah. lower mainland yeah. yeah and um yeah and it was just a crazy broken time man it was it was how did you you know people out there go how does a guy get involved in a situation mm-hmm. uh, where he's in gangs and he's selling drugs and guns or whatever. How does one do that? How, how does that happen? Dude, like when you're inundated with dysfunction, mm-hmm. when when life's crazy, right? You make stupid decisions mm-hmm. and uh, and and if you have and you mix that with the ultimate fuel mm-hmm. of an addiction, right? Your life just can blow up pretty you just fast. Do anything right? in order to feed the addiction. To feed the addiction. Yeah. And it just becomes dysfunction. So this was a, mu- dysfunction. a money making machine for you, rather 100%. than working a regular job. That's right. You do some gang stuff, and you make, right. you make some money. Make, okay. make money and still live in an addicted state, right? Uh, so <clears> how how dark did that get? How dangerous did that get? It took me to uh, murder. Uh, you know, attempted murder. Right. Uh, tw- not once, but twice. Uh, you attempted to murder somebody. I hired somebody to kill my ex wife's mom. Okay. Um, and 
that was a dark season. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically sitting in a parking lot ready to hand money over for this to be done. Mm -hmm. And I heard this voice audibly say, vengeance is mine. Yeah. And this, I was like, what What does that mean? Right. This is before you were a Christian, a Christian. or exposed yeah. to the Bible or anything. Right. So you're in your 20s or 30s yeah. or what? In my, I was in my, well, at that time I was in my later 30s. Now, so your later so. 30s, you're sitting in a car Early ready to 30s. pay a hitman yeah. to kill your ex-wife's mother. Correct. Why? What did because she I had felt that she just undermined our whole marriage. <laughs> like, it's no different than the, the naggy mother-in-law, right? I just took it to the extra right. level. <laughs> I'm going to wow. take this yeah. one out, you know? <laughs> right. And and it just, there was a lot of uh, mistrust between us. There was a lot of pain, any kind of normal stuff. But with the addiction, it just kind of blew it up in my brain, right? Sure. And I took it to this extreme level where I wanted to end this person's life so anyways i heard this like wow. vengeance is mine yeah and i just i recognized that it was outside of myself it wasn't a natural thing mm -hmm. and and i knew that it was a, a more of a higher power type right. thing yeah. which is god right yeah. speaking to me in that moment and i didn't go through with that yeah. uh one night i was driving in a car driving by my home which i paid the mortgage on still my wife and i were separated at the time and I, I jumped out of a moving vehicle high on cocaine mm -hmm. and I was going to stab to death her uh, her boyfriend at the mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. and uh, you know God's grace man like this mm -hmm. guy wasn't in the bed mm -hmm. I'd be in jail right now you'd be doing this podcast behind plexiglass right. <laughs> right. so you, you went in the house I, I we had a rancher style house yeah. and it was a summertime the window was open yeah. I was going to stand on the ledge yeah and just stab this guy to death, and I thought, what a what a what a awesome way for this guy to go right in front of her. Like right. that's where I was at in wow. my head. Wow. I wanted her to pay yeah. and him to pay, right? And uh, I had a lot of anger, and it turned out he wasn't there. Mm. And I just kind of slowly backed out the window, and it was like looking back now, I can just see God written all over that right. time and moment in my life. Right? Wow. Wow. What about uh, what about times of danger for you? Yeah, so uh, I was uh, driving um, in, I was making a drop with uh, some drugs, and I was sitting in the in a parking uh, lot, and uh, and it was the wrong person that I was dropping it to, and this guy tried to rob me, put me uh, on my knees, and I remember looking at this oil patch on the ground going, okay, this is it, man, this is how I go down, staring at this oil patch, in a parkade uh, yeah. in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and and the gun misfired. He he. So what? He he pulled the pulled gun the, out. Pulled it. Pulled the gun out. Pulled the trigger, and it misfired. Wow. And then a car came, and he ran off. Wow. And I remember just sitting there like stunned. Right. You know. Wow. And uh, you know, to the point where I mean, it took me to a place where I was um, working with bungee cords, and I got this bungee cord hook, and it went through my eyelid like it's an absolute miracle like i remember right. the doctor saying this is like one in a millionth chance you have an eye in your head dave right. and i i look back at that he goes like something or someone was looking out after you he goes right. there's no way i've been doing this for 30 years right. he goes there's no way you should have an eye in your head right. and he goes you know this this is a miracle mm -hmm. 
right? I mean, just story after story after story of God working through these crazy circumstances to lead me like a water course to exactly where I'm at today. It's so how did crazy, you, man. how did things start changing, turn around? Yeah, dude. So we, um, so I, you know, went through this divorce. I had all these crazy things happen and I was, I was alone. And I remember one uh, time I was in my apartment for like about two or three weeks. I'd locked myself in this apartment. I was just doing drugs and drinking uh, nonstop and uh, sitting in the bathtub with a shotgun in between my legs, so paranoid that the cops were coming to my door. I just totally messed, like totally in a state. I, I often share my story where it's like a shattered glass, right? Have you ever seen a glass smashed on the floor in a million pieces? You can't pick that up. That was my psyche. That was my heart. That was everything in this moment sitting in this apartment. And I remember walking up to the mirror in the bathroom and just looking at myself and said, where, where did you go, Dave? Where did you go? This is after 22 years? 22 and a half years, yeah. This was the end of my addiction, right? God, God's deliverance of this. This was the beginning of the end. And I, I stood at the mirror and just said, and then I said, God, if you're there, you got to help me. And nothing changed in that moment, but everything changed in that moment. And I, st- my life started to do this 180 uh, back uh, to health, healing, and, and wholeness in Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> long, long story short, I was asked by a friend in Alberta to come back and get healing for my addiction because I was still out here sure. on the coast. I grew up in Alberta. I had friends there, and he's a Christian guy that I'd stayed connected with over the years, and he offered his uh, our son's room up mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So I UPS uh, seven boxes uh, back to Alberta, and I didn't know if I was ever coming back. Gave everything that I owned away yeah. and didn't know if I was uh, coming back. And I remember on the day that I was leaving, you know, I was uh, with my son, and we were playing catch with this ball on the stairs, and... Uh, and somebody in, in the house said, we got to go, Dave. We got to take it to the airport. Hmm. And uh, I just remember him, you know, with his arms lifted above his head, reaching out and, like, shaking. He just said, Daddy, don't leave me. Hmm. Don't leave me, Daddy. And it was just like, boom. Like, all this power, all this, like, false sense of masculinity that I was trying to pursue in my life just was broken down when I saw my son going, Daddy, don't leave me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember backing up out of the door and 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 people were saying, like, you're going to destroy your son? You're going to leave him? And, and I heard this voice that said, if you leave your son, you'll be closer to him than you ever have been before. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking backwards out of that door on that promise. And I mean, you know, fast forward to today, it's true. I'm in his life today. Uh, but, you know, went back to Alberta mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I uh, got to my friend's house and he opened up his house for me. And he, you know, uh, so I had a motorbike helmet with a sticker that said rehabs for quitters. Like I was so mm-hmm. cynical about quitting mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol, like it just would never happen for mm-hmm. me. If you've ever been addicted to anything, man, you can't rid this stuff away. You, there is nothing you can do to take this out of your life. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so I was really not super hopeful that this was going to work. And he said, Dave, you need to detox. And he said, have you ever tried fasting? 
And I remember lying in his son's bed with my feet hanging over like, man, I had everything. I had women, money, power, toys, everything that, uh, you know, that life has to offer for a guy. Mm-hmm. I had it all. And now I'm shattered and broken, addicted, lying in this kid's bed with my feet hanging over the edge going, how did I get here? And I think, like, it's indicative to people listening, right? Like, I think we find ourselves in those places at times in life. And uh, God led me to that place to be able to look up to him and reach out. And and so I went on this, like, fasting uh, journey, and I fasted for 40 days. And... uh, and it was crazy. It was a crazy time, and but I had an absolute miracle that happened through this fast. I was asked by a local church to uh, build a cross for an Easter play. Like how fitting! Like you look, I look back at all of this, man. Like the symbolism is just crazy, right? Yep. Like you can't even write a book like this, <laughs> right? And and here I was asked to build a cross, and uh, so I I got all this uh, wood from the local hardware store and went to a friend's industrial warehouse, constructed this cross, and as I'm constructing the cross, I mean, I'm in an industrial warehouse. These guys are, like, laughing at me. Like, what is this guy doing? And uh, I started to construct this cross, and one of the requirements by the church was to make it look old and rugged. So I saw this hammer on the shelf, and I just decided I was going to grab this thing and start to hit the edges of this cross, like pristine, nice, crisp wood, and just try to chop it up. So I took this hammer, and I just began to smack it. And um, and I was kind of like on my knees and uh, hitting this cross with this hammer. And, you know, all of a sudden I heard this voice that said, you did this to me, Dave. You did this to me. And I'm like day 20 fasting. I'm hungry. I'm I detoxed. I'm like, I'm, I'm just in like this whirlwind of heart emotion and stuff. And, uh, and I'm sure there's people out there that will be listening to this that can, can understand if they've gone through this journey. And, and I was just in this crazy but awesome spot and place in my life. And, and I heard God say, you did this to me. You did this to me. And then from one swing of the hammer to the next, God said, but I did this for you, Dave. I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. And it just went all over and over and over and over again to the point where I just laid down prostrate on the cross Mm -hmm. and uh, like all my addiction, all my anger, uh, my learning disability, my my relationship with my dad and my ex-wife and just all dissipated, just all left. Like it was a, an absolute miracle that happened in my life. I can't explain it. All this junk, all this crap just came out. Mm-hmm. And when I stood up looking at this cross laying on the, on the floor, I was free, man. And and you know like never God, never from that moment went back to drugs or alcohol. Nev- never like I mean, how does that happen? It's amazing. How does that happen? Yeah. You know, I mean, if anybody's struggled with addiction, it just you can't get rid of this stuff. By There's yourself. no textbook by, by yourself. yourself. It's a higher power, right? right. It's right. Jesus. Yeah. And he absolutely came in and gave me a miracle, man. Yeah. And uh, and I live in that miracle every day. Like yeah. you know. Uh, planting uh churches today right now, you're right. Here. now i'm here yeah 
as a testimony to uh, God's power, man, it's an amazing thing. And you're going to plant a church to see other people like you freed yeah, from their stuff, from their past. And your relationship with uh, your mm. uh, your ex-wife's mother-in-law? This is this is the this How's is the, okay. I love sharing this part because this is this. It's so weird how healed my life is that people think it's a weird thing. Right. Like right. I go to my son's it hockey game, thing, yes, yeah. and my ex-wife is there, and we're friends, and yeah. they're like. You guys are friends. Like, right. aren't you supposed to sit on the opposite sides of the rink? Right. No, we're we're like restored, right. you know, as our friendship. And so my ex-wife's mom, uh, she uh, in my ministry, my first ministry, I raised a lot of funds for the, uh, this outreach for dads, and she was one of my biggest financial contributors <laughs> to that outreach. My kids today, my kids Amazing. in my current marriage with Shana, yeah. they call her grandma and grandpa. They we eat over. They come over for Christmas and 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 Thanksgiving. Like we're a family. It's so bizarre. We live near each other. Yeah, we're two houses that. down. So right. like that whole promise, you'll be closer so to your son than you ever have been before. Yeah. My son is on two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. You know, her her um, her husband, my ex-wife's husband. We're, we're friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit in the same room with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, it wow. is amazing. And so my and my from, relationship with my dad. Yeah, like yeah. man, there's just so many highlights. But yeah, yeah. relationship with my dad, we didn't have a relationship. I led him to Christ about three years ago. Wow. My dad and I talk like every day, every week, right. man. Like he says, he loves me. I never heard that for the first f- thirty years of my life. Right. And uh, awesome. is he living back in Alberta? He's in Alberta. He? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful story of redemption, um, mm-hmm. restoration, uh, transform. I mean, it's just it's so beautiful to see the grace of God in your life. And to have you here, uh, you're a great leader. You're a gifted guy. And I think uh, I think God's going to use you in awesome ways in the future. So thanks, uh, thanks for opening up uh, your story for us. And hopefully it's encouraging uh, to many of you who are going through stuff. Mm. There is hope. God is real. Jesus is alive. And uh, and Dave's life is a testimony to that. So thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Village Church podcast show. You can find out more about Village Church, including ways to support the ministry at thisisvillagechurch.com.